Well, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk, some of the best doggone people on the planet. And uh, a sad story today. Uh, just uh, we, uh, we appreciate the uh, animals in our lives, and we, uh, we, we majesty at uh, just some of the amazing things that uh, animals can do. And one of the, the biggest accomplishments in sports and one of the biggest accomplishments uh, in, in the animal world um, is winning a horse race in the, uh, the, the big crown there goes the Kentucky Derby. And very sad news for um, our very last Kentucky Derby winner, Medina Spirit, uh, in a training, uh, shortly after uh, a training, right on the track, uh, suffered some sort of episode, and uh, it, we lost Medina Spirit yesterday. And so joining us today to talk about this and talk about the, the issue and uh, what could be going on and what this means for horse racing and, 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 and what this might be, a, a, just, well, just what we're going to learn. Um, we're going to talk to Marty Irby. He's the executive director at uh, Animal Wellness Action out of Washington, D.C. Marty, w- welcome to Animal Talk. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks for having me again on here, Jamie. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. It's, uh, you know, crazy times, strange days. <laughs> you figure it'd get better, but it doesn't. Uh, and then we got this uh, sad story, weird news, uh, about Medina's spirit. And, and from what I understand, they, 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 don't, they don't absolutely know yet. I mean, this just happened just yesterday, and uh, people listen whenever. But we're talking the day after, and uh, they haven't done a post mortem yet. But generally speaking, when an episode like this happens, uh, generally speaking, it's it's a, it's a cardiac event. Very rarely a, a spinal issue uh, or internal bleeding for some reason. Uh, but there was a training exercise, so why would there be internal bleeding? Uh, so signs point towards a cardiac issue, but uh, they don't know for sure yet. And that's that's what I know. Do you know more than that, Marty? No, no, that's what I've been told the same and, and read everywhere. And apparently the horse had just done his second workout since the Breeders' Cup Classic where he placed second. And he dropped dead just after the workout. Um, this poor horse has had a terrible, terrible life. And it's such a tragic story. Yeah, and there was a lot of controversy around uh, the Kentucky Derby win uh, itself. And people are questioning whether or not... Um, because there was a question of, of substances in the horse or on the horse, uh, and was that a contributing factor? So what do, you, what do you know about that? Well, back when the horse won the Derby, we were very vocal once the first drug test came back positive for an illegal substance known as betamethasone. Yeah. And then they completed a second test. They have what they call a split sample that goes to a lab in the beginning if a test comes back positive. The owner trainer is able to decide where the second test is sent. They had that decision. They made the decision. They sent it to their lab. It tested positive, just like the first sample. So we advocated very loudly for the horse not to be run at the Preakness. And it wasn't so much about a penalty related to the horse being drugged at the Derby. It was about the horse's welfare and safety. Yeah. And the, Prinkness decided to go ahead and let the horse run. Um, We were very disappointed in that. But then we lobbied the Belmont Stakes or the New York Racing Association that operates that to do what the Prinkness should have done and prevent the horse from running there. And they did the right thing. They did not allow the horse to run. Um, We applauded them for that and appreciated that they really were concerned about this 
from a welfare and safety standpoint, and also from an image standpoint, this industry has just been plagued with um, scandal after scandal after scandal, and nearly all of them, at least the big ones in the press, all lead back to Bob Baffert. And so it's really a shame that this industry continues to let one person sink the ship um, whether you're against horse racing or you're against drugging, but not against horse racing, I personally believe that Bob Baffert needs to go. All right. Well, let's rewind just a, a half a step. Uh, so, because you say we, in, in, in reference to the animal uh, wellness action, yes. uh, give me a thumbnail who, who we is, who is animal wellness action and what is your, what is your mission? Yes, absolutely. So Animal Wellness Action is a 501c4 nonprofit and political action committee based here in Washington, D.C. Our goal is to ultimately enact and enforce federal policies on the legislative front, the regulatory front that protect animals of all kinds, everything from horses to dogs to sharks, um, apes and tigers. This week I have Carol Baskin from Tiger King coming to lobby with me all week. And so we're working on many fronts, but I'm a horse person and this issue is near and dear to me because I grew up in the horse world and I would say this is the top issue that I work on. We were fortunate to get a federal bill enacted last year that outlawed doping, but we, we still have a lot ahead of us. Mm -hmm. So, um, from what I understand that, um, is it, is it Bob Baffert? Was he banned from, uh, racing horses at Churchill's for two years because of this? He was, but he has now filed a lawsuit against Churchill Downs saying that he was treated unfairly. And I believe it was a issue over due process. I don't know where that lawsuit stands right now, honestly, because he, I think he sued so many different people, it's hard to keep track of them. Who are you going to believe, me or these lion tests? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's crazy. It's, oh, so you're either you're either in or out. It's black and white. It's science. It's <laughs> so what's know, it's double checked. What is what is the issue with uh, Bob Baffert? Because we're not angry at the horses. Um, so what's our issue with uh, Bob or 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 the the agency or or wh wh who are we who are we upset with? <laughs> well, it's it's Baffert. And, okay, you know it's primarily because this guy pushes the envelope. There are certain drugs that are currently legal in the United States. It varies from state to state, but he's pushed the line in California. He pushed the line in Kentucky. He's pushed the line in Arkansas. And we have many, many instances. I think it's 18 or so now, I believe, where we've seen Baffert have illegal drugs in a horse's system in states all across the U.S. So this guy is not, not really showing any remorse, not acting like he's going to stop doing it. And since he doesn't really serve many penalties and doesn't really face many big fines, there's no disincentive for him to prevent it. So what would they, I'm thinking the Santa Anita Park, right? Santa Anita. Santa, yeah. Santa Anita Park. Um, I, I, there's a, a, a larger number of instances there. Is, it, are, are, is that a problem spot or are there problem trainers there or what, what's going on? Yes. Well, so that's a little bit of a different issue. The track at Santa Anita um, has been more, um, has had more breakdowns where horses actually break their leg and fall down and ultimately have to be put to sleep um, than most of the tracks out there. Last year and the year before, I know they looked at the track surfaces. There were some weather conditions. And what it sounded like at the end of the day was that it had rained so much, the dirt kept packing down 
and then it would dry and it would pack further and dry and it became much harder than other tracks. So I have, it's my understanding they have, they have addressed the track safety issues related to the surface. This horse that died, um, Medina Spirit, of course, as we talked about, had likely a cardiac event. So um, I wouldn't say those two are related. Uh, it's, it's honestly bad luck for Santa Anita that this has happened on top of all of the other deaths. So, uh, so what, uh, where do we go? What did, well, what did we learn? What did, what has this taught us and where do we go? Well, I think most importantly, moving forward, the federal law I mentioned does not take effect till mid 2022. When we reach that point in time, I think we'll see a lot of this dissolve. We won't see the deaths like we have because they're drug related and we won't see cardiac events like this because they're generally drug related. Um, but there are also issues related to horse slaughter. Many of the horses that run, um, once they're done with them and they're all used up, they spit them out and send them into the slaughter pipeline to ultimately become dinner fare on foreign plates. Um, we also are addressing the whipping issues because in 2021, we should not be looking at someone beat a horse around an oval with a whip. I mean, how archaic is that? in this society that we live in. So uh, the state of New Jersey was the first one to step up and get rid of the whips. Um, they got definitely had some backlash. They had some trainers and jockeys leave and go to California as a result of that. And unfortunately, California, while they have been great on almost every other animal issue out there, farm animals, wildlife, puppy mills, they have been terrible as a state on horse racing and hmm. have some of the weakest um, regulations and penalties and things like that. Now, Governor Newsom did step up a year or two ago. He wiped the entire slate clean with the state racing board, put new people in. And I don't know much about the new folks that he's put in, but I am hoping that they're more mindful of these welfare and safety issues. Okay. So, so but this, the, the, the act, the, uh, the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act, that that has been passed. It is. Uh, yes, it will it go. Has, it was signed into law last December. It just had a delay okay. of a year and a half because it requires the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, the USADA, that oversees the Olympics and caught Lance Armstrong to set up an entirely new entity under their umbrella called HISA, which is basically the initials for the bill, um, to oversee this. So they're in the process of setting that up. They recently released publicly um, draft regulations that uh, would apply to 2022 and moving forward. And they closed the comment period for the public yesterday of all days, the same day Medina Spirit died uh, on those regulations. So they're making lots of progress. I know they still need to hire a CEO to head up the organization, but they have brought in a tremendous veterinarian named Tessa Muir from Australia. I spent some time with her up at Saratoga earlier this year and she has been just a tremendous animal welfare advocate far beyond even horses. So I feel like the horses are gonna be better protected and in her hands uh, safer than they've ever been before. So that's uh, that's a win, right? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. We're just not there yet. We're yeah. just on a timetable. Sure. Um, so it, it, it puzzles me, it baffles me. You have a horse like Medina Spirit that uh, in the last year out of 10 races has won five of them. Uh, purses like three and a half million dollars. Why? Why would they? Why would they put a horse uh, like that, uh, or horses that perform at that level in those sorts of purses, 
uh, in jeopardy uh, with these with these drugs? Well, you know, that's a very good question. And there are a lot of good trainers who wouldn't do that. But this is the problem with Bob Baffert. At the end of the day, it appears to the public that the almighty dollar is what he is putting first. And there's always going to be another horse. He knows there's going to be another derby winner. He's had, you know, six or seven of them. He's had two triple crown winners. So this horse, um, he was what we call a dark horse or, or an unlikely horse to win the derby because he was small. I don't believe his breeding was uh, a blue blooded pedigree necessarily. And I believe I read somewhere that he actually sold for like a thousand or $2,000 at some point as a colt. So um, he was a bit of a fluke. Uh, if he was not drugged and had won those races um, legitimately, but the, the evidence points otherwise. Okay. So it, would that, that would impact, uh, you know, going on and, and, and being a, a sire. Um, yes. These, how, the, 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 the racing life of, of these horses is, is pretty short, right? I, it's just a, a couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. It currently. is. Well, it is if you are at the top of the food chain, you've won the Derby, you're second at the Derby, maybe won the Breeders' Cup or one of the Triple Crown races or even the Pegasus Cup. But if you're down at the bottom of the barrel, getting fifth or sixth or whatever the place may be, those poor horses are rarely retired to the breeding shed. They continue to run them until I think I saw where one was 14 the other day that passed away that was still running. And they have what they call claiming races. So at the bottom of the barrel, uh, one one track is uh, Charlestown, West Virginia, where this occurs. Uh, Basically, they run a horse and you're gambling and you're betting on the horse and at the end of the day you you're buying that horse or taking that horse home with you based on how you bet and so these horses are passed around just from trainer to trainer don't have much consistency in their lives and they've they've really got it tough i would never wish death upon any creature but i believe the horses that have died early probably lived a little bit better of a life than these ones that have to run until they're 14 years old and just live in misery for that much time. So the uh, the Horse Racing Integrity and, and Safety Act, that was a win that is passed and it's been enacted. Uh, are there, or do you have more legislations uh, that you're working on now with the horses um, that you're currently yes. advocating for? What's uh, what, what else are you advocating for right now? Yes, we continue to work to end horse slaughter in the U.S. Um, permanently. There is a de facto ban that we have accomplished by defunding horse slaughter plant inspections, but it's a year-over-year band-aid that we have to lobby for every year to keep intact. And ultimately, what we would like to do is pass the SAFE Act, which is saving America's forgotten equines. It was formerly known as the Safeguard American Food Exports Act, but um, that would ban horse slaughter and the shipment of these horses over state federal lines for the purposes of slaughter. Earlier this year in the summer, we passed an amendment to the infrastructure package that I had been thinking about for seven years, honestly, and passed unanimously with no opposition through the House of Representatives. It would have only banned the transport of the horses for the purposes of slaughter, not slaughter itself, but paired with the de facto ban would have accomplished the same thing. The Senate, unfortunately, I'm a lobbyist here in Washington, D.C., and there's a saying that all good bills are all good things die in the Senate. Um, That was the case with this. When the infrastructure bill went over to the Senate um, from the House, they stripped this provision out, sent it back to the House, and it was 
it was the result of a much larger gutting of the bill, not not that someone really narrowly focused on this policy. Um, but when it went back to the House, it wasn't in there. And the House passed the bill as is. And we lost. So we, we made some headway having that vote on the record in the House. Um, and probably the best thing that's happened in at least 10 or 12 years on the horse slaughter front. But we still have a long way to go because a lot of the folks uh, involved in agriculture have some arguments that I'm not buying, but it's a slippery slope argument and that sort of thing. And they have long lobbied to keep horse slaughter in play in the U.S. And then we're also working on a federal bill that prevent all soaring tactics or past act that would end the soaring of Tennessee walking horses racking horses and spotted saddle horses, uh, which is the, the area of the equine world that I grew up in. Oh, wow. So uh, if uh, what what could happen to Bob Baffert um, because as, as a result of, of this, of Medina Spirit uh, passing, he, can he, he can't, can he face any charges if they do this uh, necropsy and they, they find out, yeah, it was a heart attack. And if they go a little deeper and they heart attack because it was loaded with drugs or whatever, uh, could he face any repercussions for that, or do they even look for that? I well, they are going to do a necropsy. They've said that publicly. I do believe there could be some consequences, but only if there are tests that come back and show that the horse had very illegal drugs in his system. And I don't know the specifics in California because the state laws are they vary so much across the U.S. Um, some states allow drugs on the track while they're training, but not when they're racing. Um, some don't, and the drugs vary, so it'll depend on what that actual state law or regulation is. Um, the track, owned by the Stronic Group, who we worked with on the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act, now they could bar Bob Baffert from their track, but they're not going to do it because he's the guy that's bringing in the money. He's the guy that's bringing in the crowd. He's the guy that's bringing glory to this industry, and they're making a lot of money off of it as well as a result. Okay. Well, um, I, I really appreciate you um, taking the time, Marty. And is there anything else that uh, we haven't really, um, we haven't uh, uh, talked about that we need to talk about? No, I just appreciate you, Jamie, as always. I think this is maybe the third time I've been on the show. I yeah. uh, really appreciate you getting back with me so quickly yesterday, because this is probably the most unfortunate event in American horse racing since the death of a horse named eight bells uh many years ago and it's it's definitely gonna gonna hurt everybody all the way around and that's poor horse you know but it's just a tragic story yeah all right well uh marty we appreciate you and uh you know we'll maybe we'll follow up if something breaks after after the uh, autopsy on the horse uh, if something breaks then uh, we'll follow up and uh, again when you got something else uh, we'll check in with you again as well Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Yep. You too.